I want to take care of that customer's air conditioner. I want to treat their home for termites. I want to mow their yard. I want to clean their pool. All those services. That's the magic. And the only way you get to do that is if you have a relationship that is built on trust. You're listening to Toolbox of the Trades, brought to you by Service Titan, a podcast for top service professionals where we interview leaders for their best tips and tricks of the trades. Learn how industry trailblazers stay ahead of the competition and how you too can be at the forefront of an industry. Let's jump in. Hello, contractors, and welcome to the Toolbox for the Trades. I'm your host, Jackie Aubell, and I'm currently busy recording brand new interviews with our favorite contractors for season two of the podcast, which will debut Tuesday, September 1st. Until then, we're featuring episodes of other great podcasts who focus on helping service entrepreneurs like you grow your business. Today's episode is called Why Offering Multiple Services is a Great Strategy, from To The Point, a home services podcast. Like myself, hosts Chris Yano and Tall Paul profile exceptional leaders in the service industry to unlock the strategies they use to achieve extraordinary success. In this episode, they interview Bobby Jenkins from ABC Home and Commercial Services in Austin, Texas, on how offering multiple trades benefits both you and your customer. They also talk a lot about getting involved in your local communities and building a strong foundation for multi-generational family business. Please note this episode was recorded before COVID-19, so there is some talk about outdoor activities and whatnot, but the conversation is still super helpful. Enjoy. What is up to the point listeners? If you are driving in your truck to a job right now or driving into work or driving home from work or in the gym working out like some of you have told me that you're doing, turn up the volume right now because you do not want to miss a second of what our guest has to bring to you today if you've ever considered adding additional services to your company. So I want to tee this thing up the correct way and give our guests the honor that he deserves and that he's earned over the years. And I've gotten to know him and tall Paul's gotten to know him. And I would say that one of the most genuine human beings I've ever met, Paul, would you agree? I would. I I remember when we met him a, a year or so ago, I remember telling you like, Chris, I'm happy with who I am, but Man, if there's someone I'd like to be like, it <laughs> would be this guy. So I'll, I'll let you do the introduction, but I'm, I'm ignored a second more. Yeah, man, so impressive. And I just, uh, I want to go ahead and tee this up, and I know I'm going to miss some of these accolades, so I'm just going to hit on a few that, that I'm aware of, and I don't want to miss anything. But I do remember this one, the 2017 Austin Night of the Year. We've also yeah. got Top Company in Austin from the Business Journal Family Business Awards which is super cool. Um, the national pest management association pinnacle award, which was also fantastic. You've been around that industry for a long time. Yep. All life. Um, the, and I want to make sure I say this right. Is it Carita, Caritas, Caritas of Austin? Carit, Caritas. Caritas of Austin, Harvey Pinnock award for excellence in the game of life. Cause that's what we're in every day. That award, by the way, is amazing. I mean, of all things you've earned, that one is 
really cool because of the purpose of it. Yep. Thank you. Uh, Appreciate Austin, that. Chris. Austin Chamber uh, Philanthropic Leadership Award. I mean, you've got uh, you've got quite the resume. But I want to end with this one because I saw you and your brothers Raleigh and Dennis on that Pest Management Professional magazine. So now you guys are also models. Yeah. What can't this guy do? Yeah, not not good models. What but. can't this guy do? But again, the nicest human being I've ever met, whose motto is "Work hard, be nice." The owner of ABC Home and Commercial Services out of Austin, Texas, Mr. Bobby Jenkins. Bobby, thank you so much for being on with us today. We appreciate that. Oh, happy to, Chris. It's great to see you and great to see you, Paul. Uh, happy to be here. Look forward to the conversation. So me and tall Paul got the honor of going into Austin and spending some time with Bobby. Um, got to have dinner. Got to go in and see his, uh, his their, their, I don't even want to say it's a, spread if you will <laughs> the, yeah. the compound the abc compound yeah. um, like the disney world of home services <laughs> it's, a little bit of everything it's pretty amazing yeah, yeah it's it's pretty outstanding um we got the the honor uh, and bobby had us come in and, and meet with him and len and some of the team and um and just see the operation firsthand that we've heard so much about um and it's as exceptional as uh as we perceived it to be before we got there so when we decided to talk about this topic or this episode on why offering multiple services is a great strategy, we knew right off the bat that Bobby had to be our guest because in regards to offering multiple services, you offer more than any company I've ever met. Yeah, there's a, but there's quite a list. (laughs) (laughs) And the list sounds something like this pest control, pest and rodent. You do lawn and tree services HVAC, of course, electrical, plumbing, handyman service, pools and spas, just in case, appliance repair, exterior cleaning, water quality, you know, commercial services. But I love it because I'm Clark Griswold this time of year. You offer, also offer Christmas light installation, holiday lighting. We do. We do. I gotta, mean, gotta have, gotta have someone hang those lights. Absolutely. I will. I would love to see what the shop looks like, what your office looks like at Christmas time. Yeah, it, it, it's a lot of fun. We we really do. We have a, we have a great time with the, with the Christmas life part of the business. Well, so um, you do all these things, and you don't continue to offer all these services if they aren't propelling the business forward. Right. But right. it's not as easy as it might sound just to add a service because the business of it has to be so spot on. And one thing that we felt like when Paul and I left is you did a really good job of compartmentalizing all those things, but in one place, yep. which is got to make this, the process far more clean to, to do it. So what I would want to do though, is tell my, uh, um, and by the way, um, we were talking about this uh, off air before we come on board, Bobby, massive Texas A&M fan, Texas A&M <laughs> uh, alum on boards. So. I did not wear this for you, but you're wearing the same color. You've got your suit on. Well, for maroon, Chris, and it looks really good on you, I might add. <laughs> so, so listen, your boys almost pulled off a W over UK, man, over Kentucky. My, my son was at that game last night, and he said uh, the Aggies represented themselves reasonably well. They, so we're having a tough year, but uh, we're, we're optimistic for the future. Well, listen, being a Purdue fan, okay, I'm right there with you in yep. basketball this year. It's a rebuild year, and yep. uh, I bought a uh, – my son is eight, 
And um, he and I are flying back home to Indiana tomorrow to go catch the Purdue IU game at Mackey Arena. Right. And um, I'm just praying that they pull out the W because we're in a little bit of a slump right now. Yeah. <laughs> But I want to get into this thing too. So, um, cause you have a lot of cool stuff that we've been able to talk through and I want to make sure I get through enough things, but right. I do want to start off because you have, uh, really grown this thing over a significant amount of time and your brothers are in the same trade. It's kind of a unique deal, but everything is a family environment, which is also one of our, our core pillars here at Rhino is we call everybody part of the Rhino family. Cause that is what you, that's what you yep. are. If you're a, if you're a client, your family, if you're a, a strategic partner, your family, you're, you know, um, if you're employee, your family, and that's part of our values. Well, you've, that's exactly what, how you guys treat everything. That, that is, that's the way I, whenever anyone asks to, you know, describe ABC, I, I do, just like you said, Chris, we start off with, we're family business and we're a family business that's grown over the years, but the, the core foundation is about family. And I think that's one of the unique things about us. And it's one of the things that's special. And then it's, it, to me, it's the most important part. So, um, well, yeah, cause that's, that's who you are and that's what you put out there to everybody that comes on board and joins your family. So, right. so let's start with this. Give our listeners who don't know Bobby Jenkins, help them understand where, you know, how you kind of got your start and then, and then where Bobby Jenkins is with ABC in 2020. So they can get the, you know, the context of where you're at, like the size of the company and things like that. So they can, sure. so they understand this is why we have Bobby Jenkins on, on the show. Sure. Yeah. I grew up in, the, I grew up in the pest management industry. I'm originally from San Antonio. I'm a second generation in that. Uh, I moved to Austin in 1983 after graduating from A&M, as we kind of talked about, I uh, had a small little business was here in 83, about six or seven employees. My dad subsequently sold the San Antonio office, the home office, in the mid-80s to Waste Management, which became a Terminex company. Uh, they sold their holdings to Terminex in the mid-80s. I have a brother in Houston, brother in Dallas that are ABC. But the cool thing about our family business and the way we navigated that first generation to the second is that my brothers and I are not in business together, really, and yet we kind of are. We don't share any ownership. We don't share any money. And yet we share information, ideas, we compete with each other. And it is a kind of a magical way for brothers to be in business and not in business because we don't <laughs> share money. We don't have any of the conflict. Um, really, it's, it's an amazingly wonderful uh, structure that we have. We literally have the state of Texas divided up into three quadrants and thou shalt not cross thy brother's <laughs> line. So we don't compete with each other and, uh, it, there's a lot of a lot of harmony within the Jenkins family, and they're doing wonderful things in their business. We don't all offer the exact same services, but we're all in the process of building our businesses. Some diversification, some of it's common, some of it's not. Uh, but we couldn't have a, a better model. And so, I've been here in, in Austin since '83. Like I said, uh, over those years, over those last what 36 or so years, um, we've gone from a you know pest control company. Our first iteration, we added some lawn services, and we can talk about why we did that. We went into lawn care and then lawn mowing. We then subsequently went into uh, handyman, which led us into the mechanical arena, which led us HVAC, plumbing and electrical. And then after we've kind of been doing that, we kind of got to the point where we really like this diversification thing. And so subsequent to that, we've added um, water uh, quality. We've added window cleaning. We've added uh, pool service. To where we are today, 
Um, our, my business, we have about 860 employees. I've got offices in Austin. Uh, we've subsequently gone back into San Antonio, Bryan College Station, and Corpus Christi. So those are my four main offices. And like I said, brother in Houston, brother in Dallas, but those are separate and they have their own uh, structure. And so, you know, yeah, we've, we've kind of built it. To, it the cool thing about this, Chris, and that, that I tell people, this was not an overnight deal, okay? Uh, I'm real proud, and, and the way we've been able to do this, we just grow a bit at a time. Uh, the average rate of growth, and this has been in, in, intentional, um, really, is that we our target was to be 15 to 16% growth every year. And I say that strategically um, and with intention and in that, we can manage that, right? We can digest that kind of growth. And so that's always been the, the, a real key for us. Our, our core values are all built around growth. Uh, so growing our business, growing our relationships, growing our involvement in the community, all those. But it's all about growing what we do. And so that's kind of how we've gotten to this point where we are today uh, and excited about it. And I can tell you, we've got the, uh, the throttle all the way down. Uh, we, I am working as hard today or harder than I ever have and yet I'm having a ball doing it. A, a lot of fun, a lot of challenges, but you know what? I think we're doing something kind of unique, something different. Uh, we stub our toe and skin our knees quite often, but by and large, I'm very proud of what we're doing, the direction we're doing, the quality of service that we're providing, and uh, we're finally starting to uh, make a little bit of money in the process, which is kind of a good thing to be doing when you're uh, building a business like this also. Wait, you so see, mean there's not Wait. just a secret sauce? Yeah, just just not 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 one secret bullet here. I will tell you, um, and, and, and I, I share this with people that that's the cool thing about being in business, really, right? Uh, I I don't have to answer to some someone somewhere else, right? We I've got it. I've got an incredible management team. My uh, yep. my senior management team. This is the number that I, I like to quote that I'm most proud of. The the average tenure with the company of the eleven folks on my senior management uh, team is 24 years. So we've grown together. So I've got a team that I can count on. Uh, we've learned together. We've grown up together. We've all built the business together. So yeah, no, no secret silver bullet, just a lot of hard work <laughs> and, a, and a lot of fun in the process though. Yeah. And you, like I, I mentioned early, early on is your motto is work hard and be nice. That's pretty straightforward, pretty simple. I mean, those five um, words, this 15% year over year growth methodology, and, cause you can't just, I think that that's really important for our listeners to hear because even though you might, your ambition might be, Hey, I want to, I want to double this year. Like it's got to make sense and it's got to be manageable. I, I think that's one of the things that, that people all need to think about that, that, that concept of paced growth. And here's the other the thing. I'm in it for the long haul, right? right. Um, this is a multi-generational business. I've already got two of my children working in the business. That is my stated goal and objective. I'm not building this to flip it. I'm not building it because, you know, I'm, I'm building it to last. I'm trying to do it the, the right way. Like I said, the team that I've got, they the alignment is uh, something that truly I, I'm, I'm very proud of. I think it's kind of magical. And, you know, the, the, the opportunity and the challenge, you know, how do we do the next generation? I'm kind of in that process right now of thinking about how I, how we do that. I'm trying to be thoughtful and intentional and strategic in that process. But uh, it's fun. And, and I'm kind of become a little bit of a student of how family business transition from generation to generation. What I know is there's a lot of right ways to do it. 
Um, there's a lot of different ways to skin the cap, so to speak. Yep. When it's done well, I think a family business is one of the coolest things in the world. Uh, when it fails and goes south, it's one of the most tragic things in the world. So I really, really want to make sure that we do it right when we go uh, from generation two to generation three over the next 10 or so years. Yeah, it makes sense. And that yeah. was, um, you know, and not at that, not at your scale, but I mean, this uh, he, I mean, I'm, uh, for those listeners that don't know, I'm the CEO of a company called Rhino Strategic Solutions, which is a digital marketing company only for the trades, um, more specifically heating, air conditioning, plumbing, electrical, roofing. But my wife is in the company. My mother retired yeah. from this company, which is a really awesome moment for me. Now, my, my oldest daughter is 19. She wants uh, nothing to do with it. <laughs> today today that doesn't mean that's the way tomorrow it doesn't mean she doesn't want anything to do with me with dad like she still needs me but she just doesn't want anything to do with rhino um but it is fun and i really enjoy it and um it's something where people will say well how can you how can you work you know with with your wife and we've done a really good job of separating the two um which you have to do because um yep. You know, but we're in it together, right? So every decision that we we make um, is for this business is no different than we do in our personal life. It comes from a place of genuinely caring about human beings. Yep, love that. That, that the, the people part of, of of a small business or any business has to be priority number one. Yeah, and and I know something that um, because you have this this massive of. Uh, philanthropic side of you is one thing that we implemented is we do a, a rhino service day every month. Love it. And, and what that looks like, because we have employees that, um, you know, that are all over the United States too, is we, right. we still tell them, and some of them are in the same are in the same locations, um, is we tell them you go and do a service day as well, because we believe that, um, you know, the more that we can pour into our employees, the more they'll employ into our, our, our customers. And if we genuinely, genuinely care about them, then I know that they will start to genuinely care about their peers and also our customers. And you want to fight for those people, you know, could not agree more. Um, that, that is really the, the, the alignment between, you and Rhino and ABC and that concept is, is exactly spot on. It is, it is about our people. And it's, it's, you know, sometimes it's just a simple formula, not always easy to execute, but <laughs> if you take care of your people, they're going to take care of your customers. And, and it is all about what I'm all about at ABC. It is about long-term relationships. And I want long-term relationships with the people that I work with. I want careers. I want them to sink in roots. I want to give them the opportunity to grow. I will tell you that's, that's kind of the way I view my main job is I got to keep growing the business. So people have opportunities to grow with the business. They don't need to go somewhere else and they right. can grow within it and go into different, different trades. Sometimes we have that happen a lot, but if we're doing that and we're growing that business, they're going to take care of our customers. Cause that's the other, other um, group that we've got to have that long-term relationship with. I want to, I want to take care of that customer's air conditioner. I want to treat their home for termites. I want to mow their yard. I want to clean their pool. All those services. That's the magic. And the only way you get to do that is if you have a relationship that is built on trust with that customer. You've got to deliver Absolutely. quality work. That's the ante. That's what they're paying you for. But they'll have you do 
multiple services, multiple things. If you've got a relationship and they trust you, if you have that, I quite frankly think the sky's the limit because not everybody thinks that way. And those companies that do, that invest in that relationship and invest in the long-term piece of it, those are the ones that are going to be successful over the long haul. Yeah, that's that's spot on. That's, that's fantastic. And, and it's, you want to treat them right. They want to be taken care of and you, and you do what's, you do what's right. You have integrity. Um, yep. So when you went from, so you started in the, in the pest management side of things and then you went into what was the next phase for you? So what I want to, what I, what I want to get to with that question, Bobby is when did you know, like it was time to make that next step and add that next service? Yeah, this, this part of the evolution, Chris, actually had some intentionality to it. Sometimes our, our growth, our going into different services were circumstance. Sometimes we were forced to, sometimes it was luck. Our first iteration away from pest control or to add something was lawn, the lawn business, lawn care. And my definition of care was um, insect disease, weed control, you know, fertilizing grass. And the reason we did that was back uh, – oh gosh, 20 years ago or so, I was concerned that um, we had hit a, a peak in our growth, that we weren't going to be able to continue to deliver that 15 to 16% growth. Um, you, there was a, a consultant who had, 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 I'd heard speak, and he talked about if you do X dollars of revenue per population, you know, and we were way off the chart on that, even at that time in Austin. And, and I will tell you this, I also didn't know um, 20 years ago that Austin was going to be what Austin is right. today. I, I live in a mega boom town, but back then I don't think anyone knew it was going to be what it is today. So my point on that is I was worried we were going to grow at that rate. That rate of growth was very important to me. So we decided, look, we can go open up multiple offices or or the, the, the first thought was, we could do more things for our existing customers. I've always believed in the adage, there's no better customer than a current customer, right? And so that was the thought process. And we, we analyzed what are the different things we could do. The lawn care business had a lot of similarities to the pest management business. Uh, one guy, one truck, there's a chemical application. It's repeat business. It's contractually based. And so there was a lot of things on that that you said that lines up very nicely. Uh, the margins look appropriate. And so uh, a little different on materials and labor, but the overall gross margin, uh, there was a lot of similarities. And so that was a step that made sense to us and then a way to, to do more things for our customer. And so that was the first iteration. But I will tell you immediately after that. So we changed the name from ABC Pest Control to ABC Pest and Lawn Services. And here's another example of what can happen. So I told you, our, our vision is lawn care, fertilization, insect disease, weed control. Well, when it says lawn service, customer calls, great, come on my yard. Oh, no, 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 we don't do that. Come on my yard, come on my yard, come on my yard. At some point, <laughs> here's the, another example of how you sometimes go into something, wasn't part of the grand plan. I had never, never thought about going into the lawn mowing business, but you got to listen to your customers. And uh, that's what we did. Uh, enough of them asked, and we said, well, by golly, if our customers want that, we've got to provide it. And so that's how we uh, evolved into the lawn mowing business. And, and then after that, it, it, you pull a thread sometimes. And uh, what happened was, quite frankly, our, our lawn mowers run over sprinkler heads. And that means I got to call an <laughs> irrigation guy to come fix a sprinkler head. And it's like, well, wait a minute, I don't want to do that. So let's fix it ourselves. And then here we go into the irrigation and sprinkler business. So 
that's kind of how some of these things can happen by happenstance. Some of them can be intentional, uh, but others, you, you, the, the opportunity will fall in your hands or you're forced into it by your customers or someone drops something in your lap. It's a very interesting process for us because, quite frankly, no two added service has really been the exact same formula of how we've done it. Uh, each one of them has their own little nuance and story. And, uh, and I find that fascinating. And, and my point on that to anybody is you've got to listen. You've got to be looking for opportunities. You've got to be open to, to somebody who's got an idea. Well, heck, doesn't take doesn't cost anything to listen to somebody and uh, always be open to new ideas. That's what we've done. Uh, as we've expanded this model, what happens today, uh, the most recent thing that we've gone into is the uh, the water purification business. And uh, again, wasn't by grand design, uh, kind of fell into our lap. And then you think, well, wait a minute, that has some alignment with our plumbing business. So water softeners, uh, water purification, plumbers, it's like, well, wait, there's some things here. So we made a small acquisition on that, brought the previous owner onto our team, and now he's running that business. So it's very interesting how these things occur but you've got to be open to it. You've got to be willing um, to, to have that kind of a mindset that says, what can I do? And this is the, my punchline. What, what can we do that makes us of more value to our customer? That's it. If we think this will add to the value that we provide, deepen the relationship, then it's something that we need to consider. Yeah. Um, and you actually touched on something I was going to ask is you did a small acquisition, but you haven't built this thing on just straight acquisition. No, no, Chris, the, uh, the vast majority of what we, we have made a couple of strategic acquisitions along the way. Uh, other things we've just gone into it cold Turkey and the vast majority of what we've done is just, well, let's just do it. Um, I will tell you <clears throat> that the, the, the there, if there is one secret sauce, if there is one secret thing that I can share with anybody who's ever thinking about adding a service or diversifying their business, um, I don't know if you remember that, that movie, uh, it, it's all about a boy. Well, I kind of modified it. It's all about a guy, right? It's all about having the right person in charge of that business. And I can, I can, I can list you several examples where we have been wildly successful. And sadly, I can list you several examples where we failed miserably. You put the wrong person in the wrong position. You can have the best idea in the world. You can have all of that lined up, but if you don't have the right leadership, leading that charge, you're not going to be successful. And I'm testament to that. I can have a mediocre idea, but if I got a great guy, I'm going to be successful is really what my experience has been in any of these uh, different businesses that we've gone into. Yeah. So, um, so Bobby, with all of those businesses under the roof, what does your leadership team look like? How do you staff and structure for that? Yeah, we, and that, you know, Paul, that's a great question because that's been a moving target. And that's kind of been one of the things, quite frankly, has been fun about this. I will tell you that that uh, I don't have any company that I'm modeling after, and we, we have had some trials and error. I kidded about stubbing my toes and skinning our knees. <clears throat> Where we are today, I feel very good with the structure. So we've got essentially four main divisions, and so we have a pest division, we have which has all the things that go with pest and termite and rodent and all those things. We have a lawn division and. Uh, Lawn division encompasses the lawn care, mowing, landscaping, tree trimming. Holiday lights actually fall in there, irrigation. We have a mechanical division, which has 
HVAC, electrical, plumbing, and water in with that. Then we have what we call as our home improvement division, which kind of is a bit of a catch-all. It has our handyman division, and uh, it has our um, window cleaning and power washing division, and it has our pool division. So four buckets, each one of those, we have a division manager who is responsible for that business. Each one of the service lines that falls in that also has a manager who's in charge. So we have someone who's in charge of our pool business. We have someone who's in charge of the HVAC business, someone's in charge, you know, leave people in the plumbing, and each of those. And that structure's worked well, uh, and that's kind of how we've structured it. And then we've got the branches. The interesting part about this, uh, one that's been the hardest one, quite frankly, is how do you have that structure and do all that in multiple branches? And that's been something that's been a, a interesting challenge. <clears throat> those division managers are responsible for all of those businesses not just in Austin, but in each of those other three branches. So that branch manager is kind of a coordinator. He's kind of responsible for uh, the rah-rah piece, support the people in the branch. But the guy who runs our pest business, he's in San, he's in San Antonio, he's in College Station, and he's responsible. Those people have the direct line to him and a dotted line to the branch manager. So it's an interesting way that we've done it. And uh, our pendulum has moved around a little bit, but at the moment where we are is the most comfortable I've been uh, over the last uh, 15 years or so that we've been doing this. And very, we feel pretty good about this current structure. Great. Great. Did, did you add um, HVAC plumbing or electrical first? Which ones came first there? How'd that come about? Let me tell you that story real quick. because It's really fascinating because again, it's a way that things happen to you. Um, we're pest and lawn, like I said. So what happens, the guy comes to me, uh, he wants to retire back in Austin. He was originally from Texas, went to that other school here called, uh, what is it? (laughs) Oh yeah. Yeah. The university of Texas, whatever that is. He wanted to move back to Texas and move back to Austin. He had a vision of buying a handyman franchise, a common friend. said, well, if you're wanting to go into business in Austin, go talk to Bobby. He's got a nice small business. He can kind of give you the lay of the land. Scott Essler comes, we, we visit, he tells me his vision about a franchise. And I'm thinking, handyman, I said, my gosh, I got a handyman on call because we break stuff all the time. We step <laughs> through attics, we break things. And uh, we met another time and I'm going, handyman, still thinking about it. I'm going, boy, this guy, Scott, he's a, he's a good guy. And, and really that was what struck me the most. This is a good person, smart person, handyman, interesting. And so after a couple of meetings, Scott, instead of you going and buying a franchise, why don't you come to work with ABC? Let's leverage our customer base and build a handyman business within ABC. So we did that. And I tell you that story. So that happened because someone fell in my lap. The way we got into the other trades is this though. Um, About 12 years ago, when we did this with Scott, um, the, the regulations in Texas said a handyman could fix a faucet, he could hang a ceiling fan, he could do these basic things. And that was my vision. I I never, ever had a vision of going into HVAC, plumbing, and electrical. But what happened was those regulations said, if you're going to do that, you got to have a master plumber. If you're going to fix a, a faucet, you got to have that. If you're going to hang a ceiling fan, you got to have a, a master electrician. We're a very visible company. We play by the rules. So I go out and hire that. And if I'm going to hire a master plumber, if I'm going to get my, my license to, to fix the duct work, right? That was what we thought we might be doing with the handyman. Then I'm in that business and I've got to drive revenues there. 
So that's why we went into it. Um, it wasn't a grand plan, but it's like, my gosh, if I'm going to be able to do that, I've got to go hire that, that, that credential. And if I'm going to have the credential and pay that, let's drive revenue. So that's really how we went. And so um, those three all came simultaneously, quite frankly. I, I went out and hired a, a master plumber. I went out and hired a master electrician. We got the licensing for the HVAC part. And now here we go. That's and that's how we went. So it was kind of we were kind of forced into that on that side after we had fallen into uh, the, the the opportunity to go with the handyman business. And now and now that mechanical division looks like. I mean, I what does that look like? I mean, how, how what percentage of that of ABC is today? Yeah, so it, it's really grown. Uh, it, I'm very, very excited about it. Um, we, we, I am very, matter of fact, really, really proud uh, of the quality that we do. We've got, gosh, Chris, I think 28 plumbers on staff. Uh, our HVAC business, our whole mechanical business, now represents uh, about a quarter of our business. Okay. Um, probably 23 percent, and it's growing. Um, it's growing very, very nicely, and. Uh, Again, we're leveraging the relationship that our pest guys have with their customers, and and that's that's the magic of this. And so, um, we've been able to very um, efficiently market our services because many of the things we do, we do go directly to our to our existing customer base. And so, our email marketing, we've invested in some really, really um, advanced, cool technology that allows our service personnel in the field to find other opportunities, how we can serve our customers, things that they need done. And we've invested in, in, in an app that we created right. ourselves that we can take a picture of whatever the issue is. It goes to the office. We send a voice file. It goes to the customer. It goes to the office. We're setting it up to have someone out there to take care of that problem. And it's just incredibly efficient. We sell tons of business off of what our guys see in the field, that their customer may or may not even know that they had the problem, we're able to find it, be, solve the problem before it becomes a big problem. Again, add value to the relationship, build on the trust, and now we're taking care of their plumbing needs. Now we're now we've got them on on a, a, a program to take care of their HVAC system. So that's the, the 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 magic, having everybody involved in the company and promoting the other things we do with our customers. Yeah, and. It's now a quarter of your company, and it wasn't even on your radar. Oh, yes, exactly <laughs> right. It was. I will tell you this: I've I've always been involved with the Better Business Bureau, and uh, one of the big companies here in town. I was on the board; he was on the board, and this is what we we we've gone into the handyman business. But again, no at all vision of of anything in the mechanical trades. And I remember a board meeting. He says, "Hey, I." Uh, I heard this rumor that you're thinking about getting in the air conditioning business. I said, Chris, no way. That is so far from what I would ever think about doing. And, and I meant that so sincerely when I said it to him. And here we are, you know, a couple <laughs> years after that, you know, we're forced in. And yeah, now we're, we're competitors in a, in a good way. But yeah, I did not lie to him. I was sincere <laughs> at the time. But that's what happens in business. You never know. You never really know for sure. Well, in, in uh, something else that you've done in addition to um, really maximizing the customers that have really come from the pest management space is you are so involved in the community. Um, and I mean, you don't get 2017 Austin of the year by staying in that office. I mean, sometimes you ride your bike to the office. 
<laughs> or across country if I have well, to. So I was going to say that, like you've got, you've, you, and I want to touch on this, but I want just to let our listeners know, um, Bobby and his brothers, um, Raleigh and Dennis, r- rode their bikes from Seattle. Was it Seattle to New York? Yes, and that would be bicycles. Bicycles. <laughs> they were cycling. Sorry, Paul. If you guys don't know listeners, yes. tall Paul is also an <laughs> avid cyclist. Um, Thank you. But they had um, they had rode their bicycles from Seattle to New York, and it was in support of your grandson Moss, who um, who we'll get to in, in a minute. Um, that is indicative of the human being that you are. Um, you rode across country. Yeah, a little crazy. <laughs> and, and 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 how old were you when you did this? Fifty nine. That so, was two years ago. Two years ago, right? Awesome. I remember that. And and so if any of you, uh, any of our to the point uh, listeners are on Peloton, you can find tall Paul on there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but you, uh, so, and you're also, um, I'll go back to this. So you did this in support of your grandson, Moss. Um, and so now you're a part of the SUDC foundation, right? Yes, uh, Mike. Real quick on that, and thank you for for mentioning that, Chris, because that was that is the, the why of that bike ride, thirty five hundred miles, was to raise money and awareness for what's called sudden unexplained death in childhood (SUDC). My grandson Moss, a um, little over five years ago, at the age of fifteen months, he was a healthy, beautiful, perfect uh, little boy, um, went down for a nap. Uh, my, my daughter and son-in-law had just moved from Houston to Austin. It was actually in my home here in Austin, went down for his afternoon nap and never woke up. And, uh, we, we, that is classified as unexplained. And so I am spending probably the rest of my time, uh, when I do philanthropic things, um, to fund research at NYU Langone in New York and to raise awarenesses that this phenomenon happens. It happens to about 400 um, toddlers a year. Uh, so it's the number four cause of death for children between one and four. So uh, it's something that was horrible and tragic. Um, and yet we're going to try and uh, we're going to work really, really hard to find out what is this unexplained? What is it that happens to these perfectly healthy, beautiful children? Just go down for a nap and simply don't wake up. And so uh, we become very, very involved with SUDC. I'm actually the uh, chair of that organization. Uh, they're out of New York and uh, it's one that, uh, We'll spend a lot of our time and energy doing that. Though. So thank you for allowing me to mention that. Yeah, of course. Um, I remember from us meeting, um, talking about that and learning and understanding the importance to you. And I felt like this is a good platform to share those things for those, because who knows who else has, has been through it. Um, right. I'd also like to say um, we'd like to make a donation to it. Um, thank you. Thank you. Of course. Can you let others know where they might be able to make a donation if they'd like to? Yeah, you can do it to, once again, it's a Sudden Unexplained Death in Childhood. We have a website, SuddenUnexplainedDeathInChildhood.org, I believe it is. Uh, we, we do ours through the Moss Peratt Foundation. After Moss, we founded our own foundation, and our sole purpose uh, is to um, support SUDC. And that's when, when I we did the bike ride and. My brothers did it with me, and you, you touched on that. There was never a more magical trip. The, the uh, two other components of that, my uh, my daughter, Chelsea, who just stuck her head in here and in my office. She works in our marketing department, 
She drove the support vehicle for my <laughs> brothers and I, 3,500 miles across the country. And the icing on the cake was our 80-year-old mom rode, sh- rode shotgun with Chelsea <laughs> in the support vehicle across. So three generations, we collectively raised $560,000 uh, for, wow. for uh, the Moss Pratt Foundation and for um, the other charity that we supported on that was a Child's Hope, which is an orphanage that my brother Raleigh started in Haiti. So it was a, a, an incredibly meaningful summer. Um, Chelsea, like I said, working in our marketing department, we had 40 live interviews across the country. And it didn't matter if it was a town of 5,000. They had a little weekly newspaper. We'd do a little interview. If it was a radio show, we were on TV in um, Seattle and uh, Minneapolis. We finished on the uh, Good Morning America in New York City when we finished the ride. I had a brief conversation on that. So it was something very personal, near and dear. That was, that was the, the why of that trip. And I really appreciate you giving it. Let me have the opportunity to, to say what the Moss Pratt Foundation is and what SUDC is. Wonder, and, and what we'll do, too, is when we post the, this episode, we'll go ahead and put a, a link to it as well for anybody who would like to make a, a donation. Um, so appreciate that. Of course. Absolutely. Um, I want to talk about those. So uh, some things that you're also doing in the community, because in Austin, you have Kite Fest you've been involved with. Yeah. But share. And the reason I think this is so important is it sounds like a lot of work and it is to get involved in the community. But I believe in order to really put yourself out there, you have to get more involved. What are the things that you have done in the community to help you not only just with the, with the ABC brand, cause it's huge, but it, you know, it didn't just, it wasn't just, it wasn't just huge. Like you had to get there beyond just the service. So you put yourself out there, but what are some things that, that our listeners could take away from you? Like, Hey, I need to be doing these things in the community to increase my brand and grow my company. Yeah, Chris, I appreciate you asking that. I'm a big, I'm a big believer that businesses doing good is good business. Uh, that that little saying and adage is something that I I really have taken to heart. And I, I will say this, just big picture conceptually, when when a when a business is giving back to the community, being involved in it philanthropically, um, the win is on three levels. One, first of all, the the, the organization that you're giving your time, talent, or treasure to benefits directly from those efforts. And so that's that's very, very important. Secondly, I'll say this, and, and more so today than ever before, from what I'm seeing, what I'm reading, what I'm learning, the opportunity for your, the organization to work together, to give back, um, that team building, people today want to work at a company that they feel is committed to giving back. Absolutely. And that team building that takes place is absolutely magical. And so that's a big benefit. Then thirdly, the benefit is kind of outside the company, which really comes back inside. I submit that 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 Mrs. Jones, um, when she's faced with deciding uh, who to fix her air conditioner or who to mow her lawn, all things being equal, I think she's going to want to choose to do business with the company that she perceives is giving back to the community, is philanthropic, yep. has that reputation for that. So Absolutely. while you never do it because it's going to make your business grow, those, uh, those three benefits all make sense. And I do think ultimately people want to do business with people that they trust, that they, they think are giving back, and that they feel like they have that relationship with. And so um, the giving piece is big for that. We're very involved. You touched on the Kite Festival. If, if, if anyone listening or has a business, if you have an opportunity to put on an event, and we don't, we don't sponsor this event, we put on the Kite Festival. It is the ABC Kite Festival. For several years, we sponsored it. 
The group that was putting it on was a, a service organization that kind of ran out of gas. We took it on. We put it on um, March 29th of, of this year. We will have, if the weather's pretty, we will have 50,000 people in Zilker Park, uh, which is our kind of central park here in Austin, downtown Austin. And we will have kites all over the sky, thousands and thousands of them. We'll have food trucks. We'll have a pet zone. We have a kid zone. We have a children's con- concert yep. called Moss Fest. And so, so cool. all of that takes place in that event. This is a free event, okay? And that's the thing that's so cool about it. it, it the magic of this is I view it, quite frankly, as ABC's gift back to the community. This event has everybody. It's for everybody. It is a perfect family event. So the alignment with our values as a company and with what the Kite Festival is is, is perfect. Uh, I entice some uh, my um, uh, business friends to, to sponsor. Someone sponsors the kids zone. Someone sponsors the, uh, the the pet zone and all these things. Because what we also want to do out of this, we want to have this free event. We want to monetize it somehow so that we can make a two. We support two charities. One, of course, the Moss Pratt Foundation that we discussed. The other is communities and schools. So education is a big other component of what uh, my passion is and where my heart is. Communities and schools is is a is an organization that works real hard to keep kids in school so that they Got do it. graduate, and they're a very very reputable organization. So that's a magic. We will have two to three hundred ABC employees will be at the Kite Festival volunteering. We're the guys who pick this up, move that, take these tickets, all those kind of things. Yep. So that team building will be magic. Uh, it's a wonderful thing. We get also involved as as we kidded about. Uh, health matters to me. Uh, I'm a big believer in the work that the American Heart Association does. Uh, we always sponsor the, the Heart Walk, and not only we sponsor and raise money, there's nothing cooler than, than having a couple of hundred people at the Heart Walk wearing right. their ABC shirt That's all walking cool. together in unison. It's it's a good thing. And so those are uh, kind of things. We also are big. You mentioned Caritas. Uh, Caritas works to uh, end homelessness. Uh, and so we work with them to do that. And sponsor and, and volunteer at their kitchen and do things like that in the United way. So my point is find the things that, that you and your company can be passionate about. And, and, and I would also say find things where you can do them together, right? Wherever we can all go collectively work together. It's one thing to work together at work. Right. It's a whole nother um, uh, level of a relationship and team building when you're doing something for the betterment of somebody else. Yep. So that's really kind of core foundation to ABC. Yeah, that's, um, I mean, and it's, you you were doing a lot, a lot of good things. And one thing that you said that really resonated with me is, and something that makes me super proud at Rhino is this service day is something where we all put on our Rhino gear um, and, and we all go someplace and we will serve, whether it be Feed My Starving Children or St. Mary's Food Bank or any of these locations. But we're putting down, I mean, because we run a, a pretty tight ship in Rhino. And um, and we work really hard together, but I believe it's equally important to go out and serve the community. So, But what comes with that, like the, the byproduct of, of doing that for good, is that we're also posting pictures and tagging pictures and yeah. doing all these things <laughs> on. I, I think that's one. Here's the other thought I'll share with you. Cause I love it when you do that. I absolutely love it. 
I, I'll say this, when businesses do that, I think it's almost, they almost have a responsibility, I think, to share that. Because what I'll say is this, businesses follow other businesses. And when you set an example of that, what you're saying to some other businesses, you know what? We could do that. So I, I love it when people are sharing their stories, telling what they're doing. Uh, it makes people feel good, but it sets an example so that someone else will go, we're going we're gonna to come up with something that we can do. And so what does that do? It makes us all better. Everybody wins when that happens. So sharing those stories, don't be, I, I, to anyone I would ever say, don't ever be bashful about, about right. sharing the stories of the good work that you're doing in the community because you never know who you're going to inspire to do something and they'll make an impact in somebody else's life also. And that's wonderful. Yeah, absolutely. We've had so many different people reach out to us and ask us about the different places that we've served. Yep. There you go. And so subsequently from that, what happens is you get a little publicity off of it, which again, I said is the byproduct. Um, right. Absolutely. I'm, so I'm going to wrap this up with this last question because um, I, uh, and you've given a, a, a lot of good insight for those that are listening, thinking about adding an additional service. So if they can't retain all these things and they don't want to go back and listen to it again, what is, if you could give our listeners one piece of advice when considering adding a second service, what would that be? It, I'll, I'll come back to the statement I made because this really has been the most important thing. You've got to have the right person in the right position. And I can't, I can't overemphasize that because uh, we've, we've come up with a couple of things that we've done that were great ideas and we didn't have the right person leading the way and we failed miserably. And you've got to have somebody, especially if you're starting out from scratch, you've got to have a driver. You can't have a caretaker. You can't have somebody who's okay with the status quo. This has to be an entrepreneurial type person who wants to build something. Because if all they want to do is take care of something and you're starting out new, you will never, you will never grow. And, and we have had that happen to us a couple of times. And uh, wrong person in the wrong position, and, and we failed. We failed our, our first uh, endeavor in the landscaping. We failed uh, in the security business. Uh, there, so there's been a couple things that we have failed at, and it wasn't because it was a bad idea. I submit we just didn't have the right person in the right position. And so that's the main thing. So it, in any business, if you're, you're thinking about something, look internally. Who do you have? Wow, that's the guy. He could do something, he, but he's got to be someone that you think can take something and create from it. And if you've got that, I tell you, I will promise you, when a company diversifies, it makes a lot of sense. It Here's the other thing, being easy to do business with, right? So if you offer multiple services, you make your customer's life easier, quite frankly. They don't have to worry about, now I got to try another company, a different one, that trust factor. Yep. And so if Brilliant. you do think about those that you think, but if you have the person, then be bold and do it is what my, my recommendation is. But if you don't have the person, wait until you do. Always wait until you do because it's, it's that, that, that important for it to be successful. That, yeah, that, that's fantastic. I, uh, I, and I, um, I, I, what I heard you say is you didn't always get it right. Right. Nope. But you also didn't let that stop you. That's right. And that's, that's it. You, you know, if you've got the wrong guy in the position, well, then you've got to find the right guy. 
Absolutely. Those, those are the realities of life. I love it. And you got to let leaders lead. Yep. That's it. Love it. Well, Bobby, I cannot thank you enough and for coming on. Um, it's been a, uh, it's been a real blessing for both tall Paul and myself to uh, get to know you, you know, become friends with you. Um, I know at some point, and I can't remember the name of this, but Paul. Double Eagle. What is it? Oh, yeah. What? The Double Eagle. Yes. <laughs> Paul's got it. The Double Eagle Sports-a-thon. With- okay, guys. I'm, I'm sending the invite. We're in, baby. Okay. So if you can't make it this year, we'll come next. Once you're on the list, you're on the list. I'm glad you remember me. Reminded that because you guys would absolutely love this. It is the ultimate boys and, and tell the listeners what exactly is the double eagle. Okay, so this is this is my own brainchild. This will be the twenty first <laughs> year. It's a weekend when I bring twenty to thirty of my buddies. We play golf, bowling, volleyball, basketball, ping pong, and tennis. We play every sport is doubles. Every sport's twice. Every sport with a different opponent, a different uh, uh, partner. And at the end of the weekend, there's a double eagle sportsathon champion. <laughs> and so, yeah, it is, it is the ultimate boys' weekend. And we do it out at my mom's ranch in Marble Falls. So it's a lot of fun. <laughs> I mean, I don't know, but I heard Team Rhino's pretty amazing. <laughs> yeah, I, I, we're gonna have to prove that out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to start practicing my back end on tennis, but I got the ping pong on lock. I love, I love it. <laughs> well, one. Um, you never got the chance to meet him, but um, my best friend, Dan, shout out to my buddy, Dan, who owns Regard Jewelry in Austin, Texas, um, has has been to the Kite Festival. He's got four kids, and and so um, so maybe Very cool. I think, I think Tall Paul and I need to come meet. It's in March, right? Yeah, March 29th. We would love for you to, guys to come down because, which yeah, that would be perfect. I'd love that. March 29th. It is a, it is a, it is a unique, magical event. Literally 50,000 people if the weather's good for playing Crazy. kite. We had last year, it was cold weather, miserable in the morning, got a little bit better in the afternoon. We still had 35,000 people down. Yeah. Wow. Fantastic. Wonderful community. Well, listen, I can't, again, I can't thank you enough, Bobby, for taking the time. And I always say this almost on every single podcast, the time is our biggest asset and you've given us plenty of it. Um, My my pleasure, Chris. Uh, Chatting with you guys, I I, I love what y'all do. You guys are wonderful folks. Paul, I get to know you guys. Uh, it's fun. It's fun. And it's absolutely my pleasure to be with you today. Well, keep on being one of the good guys in the trades. Um, we need, we need more people. We need more people like you that have the heart to serve others that, that you have. So thank you so much and everybody listening. Hopefully you were able to turn up that volume. Like I said, in the beginning and you took some good notes. I mean, if you are looking for some sort of a path to add new services, I think one major takeaway is you got to find the right guy to lead that charge. So don't forget to tune in for the next episode. Everybody have a great rest of the day. Ever wonder how much your business is worth? So many owners ask that question and have no idea where to turn for an answer. In just a few clicks, Service Titan's new Service Business Valuation Calculator can give you an easy and free estimate of the current value of your business. Whether you're thinking about selling your company or looking to track growth, check it out now. Visit servicetitan.com slash value. Again, that's servicetitan.com slash value. See how much your business is worth today. 
Want to network with fellow service entrepreneurs and former guests of this podcast? Join our private Facebook group, Toolbox for the Trades, to get immediate access to the best tips, tricks, and tactics from fellow service entrepreneurs. Visit facebook.com slash group slash toolbox for the trades, or click the link in our show notes to join. See you online.